Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. I'm a writer at MavsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by Isaac Harris, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What perfect timing. Nick, (laughs) I know you hear my dog. I was going to ask you if you heard my dog. I do. I do hear your dog. The the doodle is back, making an appearance on the podcast, whether we like it or not. Guys, I don't know really what to do. So if there's dog people out there... Please tweet at me. Yeah. Tweet at me trades and then puppy advice. Yeah. <laughs> and you, at- you guys have been coming in with the trades and that's been awesome. But now we need be- we ne- now we need puppy advice. Yeah, we're at we're at nine weeks now with our puppy and well that's how old she is. Oh, I was gonna say. And she's so adorable and I love her to death, but it's just she gets in their crate and she wants to sleep with this and I'm like I tell my wife, I'm like, We're not doing the whole sleep thing. And so, yeah, she just whines and howls, and she bites everything. But that's what happens. The All puppy right. life. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this Locked On Mavericks. We're do- we're talking about some some more trades today. We're this is kind of like trade week. Let's just make this trade week because that's pretty much what it's become. And uh, if you guys like this podcast, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Saw the uh, comment about getting this on Stitcher. I have no control over that. So if I could, I would. But for now, we're just gonna have to deal with iTunes and Audio Boom. So please subscribe if you can and uh, give us a rating. It really helps us out and uh, to be better than all the other Locked On podcasts because we don't want we don't want Locked On Warriors to be better than Locked On Mavs. That's just sad. Their team's already better. <laughs> so let's make something better. All right. So you got Isaac. You got you wrote about a, a four team trade today. I have not seen this trade. I've purposely not looked at this trade because I want the uh, I want to get it. You know, the first time that I hear it be from from you. So good. Lay it good, out. Good. All right, so it's funny that we're doing trades this week because it's not really even trade season. It's just what everybody, with Dallas fans, it's what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're talking like, about how we can. It's almost like after the 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 lottery, and even like a couple weeks before the lottery, the the draft thing was already kind of exhausted, <laughs> and then they just moved on to trades. And hopefully yeah. next week when we start our draft profiles, they'll uh, Mavs fans will move back into draft stuff. So. That's pretty much whatever team that's not in the playoffs right now is doing anyway, or every team besides the Warriors. Seriously. <laughs> but, okay, so I took a couple storylines that have been floating out there and even past ones from the trade deadline and kind of combined them all into one. Okay. So I think the best way for me to lay this out would be, so you got the you got Detroit that's talked about shipping off the 12th pick for a win-now veteran. Yeah. You got Dallas – you know, the whole Wesley Matthews situation, they want to get younger. But Detroit, they can't they can't just take back Wesley Matthews because of salary stuff. But let's say yeah. they don't even really want Wes. Unless let's they say, do unless they do something about Andre Drummond, which I've heard is is might happen. Maybe. But I want a different route. Let's say they 
let's say they're like, hey, instead of Wes Matthews, let's get somebody we wanted at the trade deadline, Ricky Rubio. So in order to take back Rubio, you know, at the trade deadline, ESPN Mark Stein was reporting they were talking with, you know, Reggie Jackson, Ricky Rubio swap. Yeah. But they wanted to take her for Reggie Jackson because they want to get rid of his contract. So let's say they call up Brooklyn and say, hey, let's, will you take Reggie Jackson off? So let me just lay it all out there. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas will get John Luer okay. and the 12th overall pick from Detroit. Okay. Detroit will get Ricky Rubio and the second, 22nd overall pick from the Nets. And, and they'll save $13 million in cap space because they're trading away Lure and Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Minnesota. Nets fans was, are already cringing because of the uh, <laughs> draft pick going away. We just, well, got, they got, we just got that back. <laughs> well, they got two. They got to 22nd and 27th. They need as many as they can, man. They have so, no talent. Well, okay. So Minnesota in the deal would get Wesley Matthews and Quincy Acey. Whilst, Ooh, old Quincy coming back. I love Quincy Acey, man. Quincy Acey, not to get off the tangent, but he was the first player I like kind of befriended. And, then, and then he was the first player to leave. <laughs> it, dang, dang it, pissed me off, man. Because like we we DM on Twitter every once in a while, just say, hey, how's life and whatever. But yeah. so Wesley Matthews, Quincy Acey to Minnesota, and they still hold on to their seventh pick. And then Brooklyn, they pretty much for taking on Reggie Jackson – they they just have to give up one of their first round picks in the twenties. So I put the twenty second pick, but Reggie Jackson, and then they get I can't really pronounce this very well, so correct me if I'm wrong. The Bahelica? Bahelica? From oh, Nemanja Behelisa. Behelisa from Minnesota. Okay, so Brooklyn's not sending out anybody. How does that make, except for Quincy AC? So how's that work? Because they're gonna have cap space this summer. It would be a draft night deal. They'll have cap space this summer. They should just like man. just if you, like if you don't have any players, you should definitely have cap space. Like that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing you should have. Yeah, I mean, just like people talking about Dallas taking on some contracts. Yeah, it would have to happen this summer, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, okay, if you're Dallas, you're getting rid of Wesley Matthews, and you're taking back the contract of John Luer, which is. Pretty much the same thing as Dwight Powell. So yeah, you got both those guys. That's not. Well, I mean, in my piece, I wrote, you know, I would expect Dwight Powell to be moved in this situation, but so pretty much you'd say, hey, we'll move out Wes Matthews, Dwight Powell to whoever will take him, and take back John Luer in the twelfth overall pick. Interesting. So we're basically just giving Wes Wes Matthews for for the twelfth pick. Yeah, which is something we'd love to do, but I, but Detroit. You know, has to send out salary, and maybe they don't want Wes because they liked Rubio. And I like so, the idea of getting getting the twelfth pick. If you know, if love you can, that because then you get two shots instead of just the one shot. Because we just talked about on the Mavs Fanatic podcast that like the Mavericks have to get at least a solid player in this draft, and if they can get two solid players with the chance of one of those players being awesome, then yeah, you know, upping your chances by literally like doubling them. I mean, you get two players, two out of the top 12 of these top prospects. So, I mean, whoever you get at nine, let's, if you get a Ford and like Isaac or you get a guard and like Dennis Smith, then you could turn around and get a Mitchell or an you know, OG or Justin Jackson or whoever. 
Unless you're NBADraft.net, then you get OG in the second round. My gosh. Don't <laughs> even get me started on that. The only team I'm weary about about on this would be Detroit. Mainly because, I mean, they wanted Rubio really bad at the deadline. Yeah. So getting that. But they would be giving up Reggie Jackson and the 12th pick. And Lure, which isn't a ton, but they just signed him last year. So, you know. But it would, you know, pretty much saying, hey, would you swap Rubio and Reggie Jackson to move down 10 spots in the draft and to shed Lure's contract, which would open up $13 million in cap? So it's not horrible. Has some holes that you could see. And then what if you just throw in Drummond for Brooke Lopez in that deal too? Just switch those two up. Oh crap, that's crazy. <laughs> but Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota has their young core in this deal. You know they have their young core. Yeah, they keep that intact. They're adding. You know they're pretty much saying, okay, we're trading away Ricky Rubio, but you're getting Wes Matthews, AC, and whoever you drafted the seventh pick. Yeah. So, and then Brooklyn setting back. And you know the thing with Brooklyn, yeah, they need first round picks, but. Really, the 22nd pick, you're going to get Reggie Jackson for it? I mean, Reggie Jackson was a solid player you know, a couple years ago, and if they think that he can be – he's just, he's 27. So Yeah, the thing with that in Brooklyn is that, I mean, they're still probably – they just signed Jeremy Lin. So if they think that Jeremy Lin still can be like their starting point guard, he didn't really get a chance this past season. So if they want like – you know, to try that for a year, then I don't know, maybe you put Jeremy Lin back as the backup. Cause he was pretty good as a backup in Charlotte. Like that was a really good role for him. Yeah, that was a good role. I mean, I would take Reggie Jackson moving forward than Jeremy Lin. Interesting. Jeremy You're Lin, hesitating four, on that. $4 million, like- $4 million less than Reggie Jackson. I don't know. Reggie Jackson's a really interesting player to me because when he first got to Detroit, you were like, Man, like he was averaging like twenty points a game. He was hitting some game winners here and there. It just looks like a like that. It's going to be another James Harden situation. Maybe not to the level of James Harden, but another thing where a, a Thunder guard leaves and you know gets shown his role. Like the the Thunder in that stretch were almost like the 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 uh, almost like UK where their players just get under <laughs> they didn't get enough possessions and so then when they go other places they get to showcase their skills and all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh like Devin Booker can do pick and rolls like <laughs> oh my gosh like I think Andre Ro- Roberson still not going to be able to shoot <laughs> that's the exception to the rule he's no the uh, he he's goes. the Andrew Harrison to this to this analogy <laughs> Go somewhere Andrew else. Harrison. <laughs> uh by the way yeah. I was listening to um to high upside which is the ringers draft podcast they were talking about the one and done rule and they were saying if there wasn't a one and done rule the harrison twins would have gone top 10 man that, that's a reason to have the that's a reason to have the, <laughs> the rule because people were really high on those guys and they just have not shown it i have so, how, how much i have so many thoughts on the one and done but i'm hoping they'll change it back i hope it, i wish it would be something like you can come out after high school but if you choose to go to college, you have to stay like at least two years. Yeah, yeah, definitely should be that. Because, I mean, Adam Silver was saying that it's, you know, you're, you're playing half of a year. You're going to school for half a year. And I've I've just graduated, and you just graduated. We know what we know what a semester does, right? Nothing. <laughs> it yeah. It doesn't help anybody. You string a couple of them together, maybe that's a life change. Like maybe, that, maybe you're actually learning something at that point. But one semester, I mean, you can just float through a semester and not, and you, they do they, they have to get a two point <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing. And they're taking like basket weaving and 
swimming 101. Yeah, right. You know something something that really annoys me about college basketball or like fans of when they say, "Hey, can you imagine, you know, if they had to stay 2 years, can you imagine if like that that class Yeah, like if Anthony Davis played, and Carl Anthony Towns played together. It drives me nuts because I, my yeah. response every time is they would have never came to that school if that player before them yeah. was going to stay. <laughs> like right. so like changing it to 2 years it would take all these other teams. It would make things so much better because a lot of these recruits wouldn't be going to these top schools every time. But that's just college basketball. Yeah, that's different. So with Reggie Jackson, I mean, did, were you just saying he had an off year because of injury last year? Because he, he dropped four points a game, and like that's that's pretty significant for a guy that's not really limited well, had, in minutes that much, and he's he's getting the ball every single time. Yeah. So, but like in a and situation, the team was worse. Like, that's that's the thing too. I feel like he's kind of like a swing, you know, swing for the fences type player. If you're Brooklyn, like he could be, I think he could be a solid, you know, point guard, and I think he would instantly be your second best player on the team besides behind Brook Lopez. Yeah, you're still not, you're That's still not getting, <laughs> you're still not getting a draft pick next summer. You're the first rounder. Yeah, unless so, you can trade for one again. How old yeah. do you think Reggie Jackson is? He's 27. Yeah. That that is kind of surprising to me because he's you know right up there and he's at this prime right now so he should be like you know established and he's still kind of this player that we're not really sure what we're getting from him. Can I throw at you a spinoff of this trade? Oh yeah, go for it. the The basis of that trade that I was working with was you know Wes Matthews, Rubio, and the twelfth pick. That was you know my like kind of framework of kind of a three way of like we get into 12th and Rubio going to Detroit and yeah. blah, blah, blah. All right. So let's switch out Brooklyn for Orlando. Okay. This is Orlando saying, let's just throw in the hat and say, let's just really jack it up with new management. So I'm just going to tell you what everybody would get and you can process it from there. Okay. Mavs would get the 12th pick from Detroit and either Vucevic or, or Fournier. I like Forn- I like Fournier. I do not like Vucevic. Fournier's massive contract. You like that? I, I better than Vucevic. Vucevic okay. is not giving me anything that I can use next to Maryland's Noel. Okay, so let's just say Fournier, the twelfth pick in Fournier. Detroit gets Ricky Rubio, Mario Hizonja, Hizonja, Hizonja. The twenty-fifth. I got all excited about him, and he was. I think he, he I think he could be good somewhere else. I would take him in a heartbeat if I was running the team. Really? But anyway, yeah, I would. Ricky Rubio, Hazonia, the twenty fifth pick, and a future first from Minnesota. The twenty fifth pick from Orlando. That's the pick they would get. Okay. Minnesota would get Wes Matthews and Alfred Payton. Interesting. Orlando would get Reggie Jackson and Stanley Johnson. Ooh, I don't know about Stanley Johnson going out. I know, but see, that's well, that's what I'm saying. Detroit would get Rubio, Hizonia, the 25th pick, and a future first from Minnesota. And they would be giving up Stanley Johnson and Reggie Jackson and the 12th pick. It's a lot of random guards moving around. <laughs> I know, I know, Peyton, I know, but, that, Rubio, but that's like the thing. Me. Like, a lot of these guards right now, they're on the block. Like, I mean, Brian Windhorst from ESPN said at the trade deadline saying Detroit was just – he said on the podcast, Detroit's just trying to find somebody to take Reggie Jackson. Like yeah. they can't even find somebody to take him. And then Orlando, like with Alfred Payton, 
they don't know what he. I mean, he played good at the end of the stretch, but like he's been rumored on the block. Phoenix is shopping both of their point guards. <laughs> yeah, so like, so that whole thing of like, man, that would be a crazy trade, but there's a lot to process. But anyway, have you put that? In, have you put that one in the uh, the old trade machine? Yeah, I did. It worked in some form, but you know, trade machine's so weird because it hasn't you know moved to next year yet. No, yeah, it hasn't. But uh, do you know? Do you ever see the Hollinger's win analysis thing on the bottom? Those things are so dumb. <laughs> it is dumb, but with like one of these teams, like really sticks out. It's like negative thirteen or something. Orlando was twelve, like negative twelve wins next year. How does Orlando lose Hazonia and Alfred Payton? I guess in Fournier too, and then end up being <laughs> twelve. Twelve yeah. wins worse. How did? Where do you? Where are you losing twelve wins from Orlando? <laughs> from that. So <laughs> you're, like you're if, becoming like a top five lottery team at that point. If you do that pick, I mean, if you do that deal and you're Orlando, you're getting off of the Fournier contract. You're pretty much trading, you know, Hazonia for Stanley Johnson. So you're rolling forward with Aaron Gordon, Stanley Johnson, Reggie Jackson, the fifth pick and, or the uh, sixth pick. Terrence Ross too. So you got some interesting wings you can you know move around. Yeah. Hopefully that pushes Aaron Gordon to the four because that's where he really needs to play and not the three. Yes, I agree. Minnesota, you know, would be giving up Rubio, but they would get back Alfred Payton. And Wes Matthews. And Wes Matthews. Mavs get, you know, they have to obviously take on the contract of Fournier, but they get the 12th he's, pick. He's still a solid player. Like, I would take that. Would you rather have Fournier or Alan Crabb? Alan Crabb, probably. Pretty much the same contract, right? Would I rather have Fournier or Wes Matthews, though? Ooh, how how old is Fournier? I honestly would have no clue. Like you could tell me right now he's twenty three, or you could tell me he's twenty nine. Him and Manu Ginobili were like brothers or like twin brothers. Yeah, <laughs> they grew up together. But he is. Oh my gosh, Evan Fournier is twenty four years old. Holy crap! Yeah, never I mind. I would take Evan Fournier over Alan Crabb. I thought he was way older than that. Yeah, I thought Man, he was at least twenty six. You learn stuff. Thanks for your basketball <laughs> reference. He averaged 17 points a game last season. One of my good friends here That's in Dallas. When you don't watch Orlando ever. Ever at all. I just want to say a shout out to my good friend, Michael. He's a diehard Rockets fan. And Why would he you says, shout him out then? What's the because thing? he listens to our podcast every single day. Wow. Shout out to you, man. And he tells me, he, he was like, he, he was just at my house and he said, man, I tell you, you know, I'm not even a Mavs fan, but I listen to your y'all's pod every day, and y'all like kind of cool, like pretty cool. <laughs> He's like, I've never met a Mavs fan that's like actually cool with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like they legit. all spit in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we won't do that to you, man. And Mavs fans are nice. We're just very, I think Mavs fans are just very like vengeful. <laughs> they, and we're, we're, they remember stuff. <laughs> we're very protective of Dirk. Yeah, for sure. Which I feel like Rockets fans are going to be protective of James Harden now. Mm. But maybe not in the same way because I, I still feel like for Rocket for the Rockets that Patrick Beverly is sort of more of a fan favorite than even like James Harden. You know what I mean? James Harden's yeah. kind of he's hard to love. You know, he's hard to just like. Be we spent a good like twenty minutes on my couch talking about like who would be untouchable for Houston and like what their moves are moving forward, and it was kind of fun, I guess. You got a trade to throw at me, right? That we've been talking, debating. Yeah. So, so for the Locked On uh, Network, we're doing a Locked On draft. So every podcast host that's in charge of their team is basically acting as the GM. And so we're going to take all these teams and we're going to go in order. So far, we've had, 
I think this is going to be announced, but we'll give you a little teaser. We've had two picks announced so far. They're not shocking. <laughs> First one, Markel Fultz went really quick, like the the same day the email was sent out, and then a couple weeks later, you know, we're waiting, and uh, Harrison Fagan of Locked On Lakers uh, emails back and says, "All right, the you know, <laughs> the Lakers are taking ball," and uh, I know I know Harrison Fagan. We you know hung out at summer league. I've you know talked to him. He posted some of my stuff when I was writing about the Lakers. And uh, I just responded to him like, oh, shocker. It's <laughs> like, wow, really? It took you guys that long to just say you're going to take Lonzo Ball? Um, and so now we're able to, like, start trading because we know where the top two picks are going. And it's interesting how the dominoes just – you know, in, in the NBA it happens where just one domino falls. Like LeBron goes back to Cleveland, then all of a sudden all these dominoes fall. Kevin Durant goes to, you know, Golden State, and then all these dominoes start falling. First two picks happen. <laughs> and even as fake GMs of fake teams, it's just like <laughs> two picks go, and then all of a sudden all the dominoes start falling. So now – like texting back and forth like, what do we do? What yeah, do, we, do, what do you want to offer? I'm getting DMs from people. <laughs> still flurry now so i got a email from the guys at um i locked on suns and uh they offered an interesting trade which in a vacuum to me sounds good so guys tweet us if you think that this is a good trade i'm at nick van exit he's at isaac harris nba so it's the suns are trying to get rid of some of their guards because i think they're going to try to take a guard I, i we talked about this before earlier on the podcast where they didn't tank. They they tanked knowing that there's going to be guards at the top, and yeah, they could still be going after Tatum or Jackson, but they they tanked knowing that the top guys were going to be point guards, whether that was Fultz, Ball, Dennis Smith, you know, Fox, those guys, and now they're stuck with Brandon Knight and Eric Bledsoe, and we even talked about a couple Suns trades, you know, last podcast what we would what we would do, and. Uh, if we would take, you know, certain trades, but then once it's offered to you, it's different. If it's hypothetical, it's, it's, you know, like you're okay with it. And then all of a sudden it comes at you as like a real thing. And you're like, ah, no, I probably wouldn't do that on the real. I wouldn't do that. Hypothetically I would. So the trade that was offered was just straight up Eric Bledsoe for the ninth pick. And I'm assuming we'd have to make salaries work and we'd probably send Dwight Powell over. And that would probably, yeah, that might work out. Dwight Powell, maybe Devin Harris or something like that. Just to make what? It. Dwight Powell's going out? Sign me up. Just to, just to make the salaries work. Um, so you get Eric Bledsoe, and immediately I'm thinking, no. Like, the Mavericks need to get younger. The Mavericks need, you know, they've gone in this rebuilding direction, and you can't, like, waver from that. And getting Eric Bledsoe, who's a good player, but he's going to be 27, uh, might actually be turning 28 this next year. And uh, that's just not the direction that the Mavericks want to go. What, what was your initial reaction when I, I texted you that trade? No, that it was, it's, it's actually something that's been brought up before. We, we ran a poll. I wish I would have looked at it. We ran a poll at the smoking Cuban back. Oh gosh. A month and a half ago, I guess. And it wasn't, it was before the lottery was even set. And it was saying, Hey, would you trade your first round draft pick for Bledsoe? And it was a lot of mix back and forth because Bledsoe's been hurt, so it's kind of hurt his stock some. But like when he was healthy, he was pretty legit. Really good. He they was call like, him the he was mini tw- LeBron. Yeah, yeah. He's like a, a twenty-five and five guy, and there's not many of those guys in the NBA. Uh, he last year he averaged twenty-one points, six assists, and almost five rebounds. Uh, mm. And he's a good defensive guy too. He's he's undersized, but he's still like you know really like scrappy defensive player. So last year he he played 66 games. The year before 31. The year before that 
uh, 81. Before that, 43. Then he was with the Clippers. He played 76, 40, and 81. So he hasn't played 82 games, but he's played 81 games twice. He's played 76 games once. And last year he played 66. So uh, it's – I mean, he's looking like Andrew Bogut was, you know, where he's just up and down. But when he does play, he plays 80 games. Like, he's a really solid, like, really good player and has, like, you know, star potential. So, for me, in a vacuum, I think that, that you'd do that deal. Without any of the other outside things, like the maps are rebuilding and young players and all that stuff, I think you'd do that deal. That's that You're getting value in Eric Bledsoe, a proven, definite, good, you know, 20-point-a-game scorer, good defensive player, point guard that you need – you know, for the ninth pick to me, which is like, you never know what you're going to get with nine. You could get Jan Vesely, who's rumored to come back <laughs> into the NBA. <laughs> he's he's rumored to be connected with Mavs too, yeah. right? Yeah, he's rumored to come back to the Mavericks. And he was a guy that I think went seventh a couple years ago and, you know, just flamed out of the league. Flamed it out. You know, Flame, with their w- Flamed it out. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is Pride Month for the WNBA, so I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, with uh, with Bledsoe, we talked about player comparisons yeah. for potential draft picks. Dennis Smith reminds me of Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah, you can see that the defensive stuff is definitely not there. Uh, but no, 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 not not defensively, but as far as like frame, I think Smith might be a just a tad bit taller, but you know, smaller, athletic point decent from outside Bledsoe's a little bit thicker I think compared to Dennis Smith but I think for me I think Dennis Smith like if if Smith turned into Bledsoe would you be happy or would you expect more yeah if um, if we're getting without the injuries definitely but even even without I think you're happy at that point okay so Eric I mean, Bledsoe's like, got a six-seven wingspan, though. That's a little different. He's six foot with a six-seven wingspan. Dennis Smith is a legit square with legit square. We'll talk more about Dennis Smith on Monday. But... Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do a full deep dive into him. <laughs> but yeah, so you texted me when we were texting about the Bledsoe thing. You know, you texted me and said a lineup of Bledsoe. Say it again. Was it Bledsoe so the, West? This lineup, after I started thinking about it, initially I was thinking, no, definitely definitely not going to do that. But then the, the lineup of Bledsoe, Wes, Dorian Finney-Smith, Barnes, and Nerlens Noel, That who is going to score on that lineup besides the Warriors? <laughs> you know, like that is a <laughs> really good, scrappy defensive team. That could set the identity for the team and be, you know, like a grit and grind kind of team. Yeah, I mean, Dirk would, you know, is obviously not on the floor at that, that moment. But, but, but put Dirk on the floor. Nerlens, Dirk, Barnes, Matthews, Bledsoe. That's still a really good lineup. Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, it and it's what we text about. It's just a matter of, you know, this would obviously be a, a short-term, not really short-term because he's still relatively young, but comparing it to the long-term. So, like, Bledsoe has next year he's making, what, 14.5? looking at it right now, I think. And then 2018 and 19 at 15. That's not a bad contract. No, 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 not a bad contract. So he's under contract for two more years. So you're giving up the ninth pick. So pretty much would you rather have, you know, Dennis Smith or Nilakina or somebody at that rookie, you know, contract for the next probably eight years? 
Yeah, because nobody leaves. If they're good, nobody leaves after your rookie deal. Yeah, so you're looking at, and I think that's just where it comes down to a lot of these things of, you know, if you're Minnesota, you you know, you would want to do a deal, something like that, because they're ready to win now. Is Dallas ready to win now? And that's the... No. Right. Where where does that lineup no. get you? You know, yeah. Like where where does where does that lineup you just gave me? Where does that get you? Yeah. No. 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 It, I mean, it, I'm still gonna say no to it. It's just interesting to think about, and it's just like, ooh, like that could be, you know, that would be a fun lineup just to, you know, mess around. You with, you but... sw- you swayed me more than I thought. Like, I immediately shot it down when I first, you know, even thought about it a month or so ago, and then even today I shot it down. But like when you were texting me those lineups and stuff, and I was like, man, you know, like okay. If Bledsoe was healthy, that would be pretty legit. Yeah. And but then I start I don't know, if I'd start thinking about just combinations and what it work and how good is Bledsoe? Is it worth giving up eight years of Nilakino or Dennis Smith or something like that? Yeah. It, it, in the end to me it's not it's not worth it. Um, this draft to me looks a lot like 2012. You have the two top players. 2012, you had a definite top player, Anthony Davis. Like the disparity between the two was definitely bigger. You had Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist were the two top players, and they were like definite top. And then you had like a pretty solid, like one through nine. You had Kidd, Gilchrist, Beal, Waiters, Thomas Robinson. He obviously didn't pan out. Damian Lillard, Harrison Barnes, Terrence Ross, and then Andre Drummond going nine. And mm. like, yeah, you could get a Damian Lillard. Yeah, you could get a Harrison Barnes or a Bradley Beal in there, but you could also get a Thomas Robinson. <laughs> and <laughs> and if you get a t- if you, the Mavericks pick a player and he ends up being a Thomas Robinson, Robinson or even Terrence Ross level player, I, I don't know. I'd rather get Bledsoe than that. But that's true. Yeah, I mean, but I think that the, the chance of that is probably less in this draft. Yeah, I mean, this draft I have it. You know, when I when you when I put Donovan Mitchell and OG in there. I don't know. I, for me it's about 13 14 deep with a you know a top tier of Fultz and Ball and then there's kind of like a middle tier of that Jackson Tatum, DeAaron Fox. And then after that, like after those five, it is just everywhere for me. <laughs> <laughs> I could see any combination cuz you know how much I love OG and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Like and I've said this before if OG is a better player than Jonathan Isaac, would not surprise me. If Donovan Mitchell is better than Dennis Smith, would not surprise me one bit. Yeah. Either one of those two. That, the the draft is just so crazy. The disparity is just like you just never know. It's <laughs> you fun. Never know I, which player. I can't wait. All right, so let's finish up here. Let's talk about the uh, the Sodom Shane that I found today. Again, coming to us from Mavs Nation. Shout out to Mavs Nation. <laughs> I think it, it has 29,000 members now. So if you're an MFFL and you're not part of Mavs Nation on Facebook, go ahead. <laughs> you have to be you have to be approved too. You can't just like click join and click like. They have oh, to damn. I think they have a screening process where they they see like, okay, is there any Mavs gear in any of your profile photos or <laughs> what number does Dirk wear? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is what um, this guy said, actually this is the same guy we've used before. So this guy just deserves a sodom shame. Ramel Reviosa. Get rid of Devin Harris, AJ Hammonds, and Wes Matthews, and get Jeff Teague and Dion Waiters. What do you think? The what do you think to me is the same as I'll hang up and listen, <laughs> like on a radio show. Like, yeah, get Jeff Teague and Dion Waiters. I'll hang up and listen. Where, where do you, where do you stand on Jeff Teague? He's 
sort of the same as Drew Holiday. He's he's like a middle of the road point guard. If you're if you're paying you know max money for a guy like that, you're not going anywhere. No, I'd, I'd rather I would rather have Frank than than Jeff Teague. I'd rather have Dennis Smith than than Jeff Teague. There's no scenario in which I want Jeff Teague on my team. Really, like none. Like even if he's like, all right, I mean, like I really want to go to Dallas, and I'll take I'll take I'll take ten million. There's no, I still don't want him. He was an all star. You forget. Is he a top fifteen point guard in the league right now? I don't know. We could do that another time. I, no, I, I don't think then so. I, then I don't want him. <laughs> what about Dion Waiters though? He's a top ten heat check guy. <laughs> he's the top ten irrational just, confidence guy. He's the top overall guy. <laughs> no, that's that guy. that's the shot. That's the Sottenham shame. I'll tweet that out, and uh, you can revel in it and enjoy it. So keep sending us Sottenham shames. People are getting upset. Like <laughs> some guy responded. Like I thought that was a I thought that was a good trade. <laughs> Yeah, so, I want to get yeah. Shout out to Cobra Slayer. I didn't know that was the same Cobra Slayer. This guy like is always interacting with people and like on stuff we write and us and I don't know. He's a he's a cool guy on Twitter. You can you know when you write something and you post it and you're like, man, there's gonna be that guy that's gonna write and say if he agrees or disagrees. I'm like, <laughs> I can always count on you, Cobra Slayer. Whoever you are, I don't know, but you're slaying the Cobras. For us, it was this guy named uh, Mavs Champ 2011 or something like Mavs Man Champ or something like that. He has the old like green Mavs logo as his profile picture, and he always just like rips on the Mavericks. Like no matter what we we what story we post or what tweet, he's always just like the Mavericks are going to you know blah blah blah. blah. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like I know that guy's gonna be there. I know he's gonna be in there in the mentions. Dude, it's so funny you said that because. This guy started back on me about a year and a half ago, commenting on every single one of my posts about Dwight Powell. Yeah. Because that's how that's how long I've disliked Dwight Powell. And as a player, not as a person. And dude, he would not leave me alone and would just hound me every time. So he wanted get, to keep Dwight Powell or he wanted to get rid of him? No, he, he would just get mad at me every time as far and it started making me wonder if like this was like his sister or <laughs> like, like a cousin. A, so tweet us if you're related to Dwight Powell. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, bro, like this dude and so it got to a point to where all the whole staff was like would screenshot his comment and then like send it and we'd all send it back and forth to each other because <laughs> he would he would like attack me like personally and like come at me like stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, over just saying I don't like Dwight Powell. <laughs> But he's defensive about Dwight. You got a what social media tr- and trolls, man. Okay, Cobra Slayer, if you're Dwight Powell, it's okay. We can help you. You Just, can come out of hiding. We'll we'll bring you on the podcast and you can defend yourself. I know you come in at six a.m. and work out, but you need to come in at five. <laughs> no, don't come in at five. You won't get enough sleep. You need your sleep. You need <laughs> so to we can sleep. Tra- so we can trade you. No, that's not why. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for listening to the Lockdown Mavs. Went a little longer. We've gotten a couple of people saying that they like the longer podcast, so just, you know we went about five minutes longer than even we normally would. So we'll keep we'll keep bringing the podcast, and you guys keep listening. Thanks so much. Great support from you guys. Keep tweeting us your bad trades. Keep tweeting us your Sotnam shames. I'm Nick said He's Isaac Harris. Please rate and review the podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate it, guys. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. 
There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.